What is up, my dudes? Welcome to Olympia Oddities. I'm Trista. And I'm Steven. And today, we're going to be discussing an event that is one of those events in Washington state history that everyone remembers where they were and what they were doing when it hit. I myself was a first grader in my school's gym slash cafeteria trying to get lunch and was super upset when my lunch ended up crashing to the ground. Ooh, first-hand account. Yeah, severe disappointment. And I'm really excited because I get to tell like my dad's story of it in here. Which is really exciting too because i think that he has kind of like a funny story so it was really cool to like i don't know i was actually around for this one <laughs> this gonna, I'm, a, I'm really excited to hear this today we're telling you all about the 2001 nisqually earthquake the morning of february 28th 2001 started out like any other people got ready for work grabbed their coffees warmed up their cars dropped the kids off at school and headed into their place of business others like me were a tiny kid craving that lunchroom pizza and carrot sticks but then, at 10.54 a.m., the ground began to shake. I remember the floor of our carpeted gym rolling in waves, and I was actually knocked over by it. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, I was, like, small enough that, like, it was so weird. It was just the floor was, like, waving, like, just doing these that's big like some, waves like the ocean. It's like some nightmare on Elm Street. It was freaky. That just That's just, like, the imagery that I get. That's just so weird. Uh, my neighbor slash babysitter at the time and one of the current co-owners of Ember Goods downtown, the amazing Pacific Northwest Wonderland coffee shop, uh, was standing right next to me. My my friend Jess, she was standing right next to me and she helped me up. In a, less than a minute, the shaking stopped and we were led in a line back to our classroom. From there, our parents were called and they picked us up. And like, I remember she was like in a couple, she was probably a couple grades older than I was. She was probably in like okay. fifth or sixth grade, and I was in first grade. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I remember her being there and being like super like chill and like helping me back up and like being like, you're going to be okay. Way to step up and be a good upperclassman. She also saved me from getting on the wrong bus. Well, she tried to when I was in kindergarten. When I was in kindergarten, I had this really old teacher who like was like, uh, Teresa, yeah, your name's Teresa. And she put me on the wrong bus because she thought my name was Teresa instead of Trista. Ooh. And I was like a really timid, shy kid. So I ended up on this wrong bus. And then my friend Jessica noticed that like I wasn't on the bus. And she just like she like tried to like get off the bus and be like, Trista's on the other bus. But like they like wouldn't let her. And she was like freaking out the entire time. Did she get like an award or anything for that? She no, she should have though. She I was like, so afraid, like... dude. I don't even remember how they got resolved, but that was when I was in kindergarten. Okay, so that was kindergarten, right? Y'all both should have got next ice year. Cream. Next year, I go back to school, rolling gym floor because of earthquake. No wonder I have anxiety. You know what I mean? They're trying to send me home to the wrong neighborhood, and then also the floors doing weird shit that I've only seen do back then. <laughs> Never seen that again in my life, besides in YouTube videos. I still have yet to see it in a YouTube video. I need to look, I need to look this up. It's fucking spooky, dude. It is, uh, a reporter ended up calling my mom later in the day, and I remember them asking me how I felt and what I'd been thinking. I told them that I'd been scared and I'd been worried about my brother and my sisters. And I remember I was really mad as a kid because they misquoted me and they said that I had brothers and sisters. And I was like, this is inaccurate reporting. Like, I was outraged as a kid. <laughs> I too have been misquoted by by reporters. What they not, I, I, I don't even remember. I had like some long and I, I I don't even remember. Honestly, I was probably kind of stoned at the time too. I don't remember exactly, but I remember like there was like some meeting or whatever going on that was like uh the town was 
like defunding the band program or whatever and then i like stood up and like said something a lot more than just band is good we need to keep band which is what he basically put in the paper and i was like oh cool thanks for making me sound like a freaking neanderthal band good need band ah i like music i like music I just, uh, th- that still to this day honestly kind of irks me. Like, I just, Jim Brewer, <laughs> I'm out for you, dude. Jim Brewer, sure I'm out for mistake. you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, people are going to think I have brothers and sisters. They're going to think I've been like lying about the amount of siblings I have. No, no one did. No one thought that. <laughs> just a tiny child with anxiety. Because See, of what? Thought- Being put on the wrong bus and then earthquake. <laughs> Yeah, but see, at least people thought that you had like a big family and you you cared and loved for them. People just thought I was a Neanderthal, just a freaking knuckle dragger. I only knew like two or three words. I think we should keep the program such as the band and the Iraq so people can <laughs> help find Iraq on a map with the band program. Was that pretty much <laughs> the gist of how they quoted you? <laughs> No, it was literally it was literally just like like even worse than that. Like how I had said it before, just like band is good. I think we should keep the band program. And I was like, that is not at all what I said. Are you sure that you didn't like black out and have like a when they asked that kid like, and what do you dream about? And he was like, oh, no. and if you had a dream, no. and if you've ever had a dream that you could that you know. <laughs> no, that did not happen to me. No, 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 no. <sighs> God, I, love I remember like going into a whole thing about like being an outcast and how like that was like the one place where like you know I could find a place where I actually fit in and this is where other people can actually like fit in and then it just went back to just like band good keep band and I was like thanks dude thanks you showed up with like a five page thesis and then they just like boiled it down to that yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you just got you misquoted. Spoke up and by the crowd it. was in tears. And <laughs> nah, not even that. It's a band good. No, nah, I'm not even trying to like say that I did that. Nah. <laughs> yeah, sorry for our side tangent, but I just remember when I was a kid, I was super mad at that for some reason. That's I guess that's how my kid brain coped with like being afraid of the earthquake. Don't like, trust reporters. Uh, don't trust. <laughs> if you if you want to be quoted, you got to do it yourself. All right, my dad, meanwhile, had been at the Westside Olympia Twin Star Credit Union, which is up near the courthouse on the hill, and he'd been another or behind another car who had been using the drive-through ATM, and there's like a concrete arch above those, you know, like most yeah. ATM drive-through things have that, and so my dad's there, and like luckily no one's behind him, so the whole thing starts like shaking, and he's like, "Uh, I'm gonna throw this thing in reverse and just back up," and like luckily the yeah. I remember like sucked. going through that bank not long ago and you, mm-hmm. you told me about that and I was like, oh crap. And now every time I go through an ATM line mm-hmm. I, that has like that, that awning or arch or whatever, I'm always just kind of like, Meh. I get that feeling at, um, like a uh, gas station sometimes too, underneath those concrete roof things. Thanks. Now I'm going to feel that. Sorry. You know, it's <laughs> a really good one for that. The end of the trail one in Grand Mounds. Give me that feeling. <laughs> that is a pretty good size one too. Parts of the ceiling at the Westin Hotel in Seattle crashed down on dozens of people who had been gathered at a tech conference to hear Bill Gates demonstrate the new Windows XP program. He'd been right in the middle of his demonstration when the quake struck. One person at the Capitol building in Olympia described the scene there to Cairo as, People were running down the hallways. I could hear people screaming downstairs. Are you okay? Get out of the building. 
obviously a lot of panic. In Maple Valley, they avoided most of the damage from the quake, but suffered another natural disaster as the result of it. A landslide came rushing into the town, destroying homes and even trapping some people. Debris from the landslide filled a channel of the Cedar River, which caused flooding issues upstream. No, wait a minute. I mean, I'm going to need you to go back at the top of that sentence and do that in the styling of Stephen X. And a landslide came rushing into the town. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and the landslide brought it down. How was that? <laughs> was that pretty good? That was pretty good. Oh. <laughs> Now I got a landslide stuck in my head. At least I didn't try to do the Billy Corgan version. Oh, no. I didn't know hot, hot take. Hot take. I hate that version. I hate that version. <laughs> I love... However, the earthquake could be felt in Oregon, British Columbia, Idaho, and even into Montana. Ooh, that's that's a that's a spreader. I'm also going to stop saying ooh so much. I've just been throwing out like 40 oohs. Your oohs are valid. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've used up all my ooze. <laughs> the Puget Sound area is prone to earthquakes because of the Juan de Fuca tectonic plates subduction underneath the North American plate, which sounds like a great appetizer plate at Applebee's, doesn't it? It does. Give it me the also... North America plate. Got like a little bison slider on it. Oh, the North America plate? I was going to go for Juan de Fuca. I was like, that sounds fun to say. Juan de Fuca. Honestly, that sounds like a charcuterie board. You know, I'm almost, I'm almost 28 years old. I've lived here my entire life. Every single time I say Wanda Fuca, it makes me giggle inside. Kind of fun. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the straight of what? Wanda what? Wanda Fuca, I barely even met her. No, what's the joke? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, the subduction of these plates happens at a rate of 3.5 to 4.5 centimeters a year. Yeah. Isn't that more than you thought it would be? That's like, more that's than lot. what makes me comfortable. I know it's in centimeters, but like, they're boogieing. They're moving. <laughs> they're boogieing. They're, they're, bo <laughs> they're boogieing. They're boogieing. They got that move on. They're moving like Dale Sr. Coming on around the track. Fast as they possibly can. At that 3.5 to 4.5 <laughs> centimeters a year. Three types of earthquakes occur in the Pacific Northwest. Megathrust events, which are rare, shallow earthquakes in the North American plate, and deeper intraslab earthquakes that occur in the Juan de Fuca plate. An example of a megathrust event is the Cascadia earthquake of 1700. On January 26, 1700, an earthquake hit the area with an estimated magnitude of 8.7 to 9.2. Holy shit that's disaster movie levels you know literally, what i mean yeah that's like that that's literally like that ride at universal that's like come experience an earthquake mm -hmm. and oh jesus this earthquake involved the wanda fuca plate from the middle of vancouver island all the way down into northern california <sighs> the length of the fault rupture was about 620 miles with an average slip of 66 feet that's insane the earthquake also caused a massive tsunami, which struck the west coast of, of North America and Japan. Scientists were able to link the tsunami in Japan to the earthquake in the Pacific Northwest, partially by studying tree rings. They found several ghost forests in Washington and Oregon that were killed when the earthquake caused the coastal forests to be lowered into the tidal zone. 
The trees in this area had their last growth rings formed in 1699, the year before the earthquake and tsunami. It's kind of fascinating how they were able to use that to figure that out and, like, link the two events that, like, you know, occurred however far apart. I'm bad because I don't know how far away Japan is from here. But, you know, a pretty considerable distance across the world, you know. Oh, yes. They also examined sediment layers and found that they were consistent with earthquake and tsunami events happening around 1700. Samples taken from the ocean floor also support this theory. Archaeologists discovered evidence in the form of several coastal villages that had been flooded and abandoned around 1700. Stories passed down within the local tribes of the event so helped us learn of it. And the most famous story of these is probably Thunderbird and Whale, which I covered way back in the day on my episode about the Thunderbird. That's a great episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that. I love that one. While no one died directly from the 2001 Nisqually earthquake, one person did suffer a heart attack and passed away. Roughly 400 people had been injured, though, and countless buildings were damaged. Most of the damage was centered around the epicenter of the earthquake, and and unreinforced concrete and stone buildings suffered the worst of the damage. I definitely remember driving around for years and, like, any house that had, like, a stone chimney, it just crumbled during it. Oh, that's... Oh, man. Mm Mm-hmm. The First Hill, Pioneer Square, and Soto neighborhoods in Seattle all had extensive damage. The Alaskan Way Viaduct and its seawall were damaged, which was one factor that contributed to its eventual replacement with that absolutely terrifying tunnel. I was gonna ask. I had a feeling. With the giant stick figure guy making a run for it, for an exit on the inside of it. I'm like, that's really settling. That's what I want to see on the inside of a tunnel. Someone, a giant drawing of what to do in case you need to escape. So a lot of times when I'm driving in Seattle, I'll just play like Miles Davis or something just to kind of like help me kind of tune out and relax while I'm driving because it's just. <clears throat> but I ended up going through that tunnel for the first time ever. Uh, while I do hate driving in that tunnel, it is built to be able to withstand a 9.0 magnitude earthquake. I d- d- don't trust it. Me either. I don't want to. I've only been through it once, and it was when I went to Seattle with you, and you like didn't know we were gonna end up in it, and then we were in it, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, I know, I know. You didn't mean to. It was an accident. Also included in the damage was the air traffic tower at SeaTac Airport, which was heavily damaged. It has since been replaced with a more earthquake-resistant tower. A buttress under the dome of the Capitol building in Olympia was split. Uh, the building had luckily been reinforced after an earlier earthquake and didn't suffer much damage. The 4th Avenue bridge downtown wasn't as lucky and eventually had to be torn down and replaced. Power outages affected parts of the Puget Sound area, including Seattle. Many buildings closed in the hours and days following the quake so they could be inspected for safety. Some of these businesses included Boeing's factories and all state offices in Olympia. Roughly $2 billion of damage was caused by the earthquake, and then-President George W. Bush declared the area a natural disaster area. 20% of the businesses in the immediate area took direct losses, but just 20% of those businesses had losses totaling over $10,000. 2%. What did I say? You said 20. Oh. Yeah. Many businesses ended up not receiving any form of aid at all, whether for direct losses or indirect losses like those caused by data corruption, damaged inventory, and the disruption of productivity in their workplaces. The amount of buildings in the area that had been prepared in case of an earthquake definitely helped cause the damage caused by the earthquake to be a lot less than if they hadn't been prepared for it. 
Hooray for earthquake preparedness. Now we have a better understanding and new buildings are built to withstand them. Washington has developed an alert system. So hopefully when the big one hits, we're all a little bit more ready for it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. If you want to help support us, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Olympia Oddities Podcast and give them a follow. We're always taking suggestions for topics to cover and your submissions of your own spooky stories. You can DM those to us or email us over at olympiaoddities at gmail.com. I'm Trista, and you can find my personal Instagram at SaloonGhost. I'm Steven. Uh, I am taking a break from social media, but you can still find me at the Steven Ramirez. Uh, I will be slowly posting updates about my invisible alligator wrestling uh, venture. It's been pretty painful so far, but yeah, we're doing good. And until next time, friends.